You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning and welcome to Focus on the Liturgy, an element of programming of Catholic Chicago here on WNBZ, 7.50 a.m. and streamed on Facebook and YouTube as well. I'm Todd Williamson from the Office for Divine Worship with the Archdiocese of Chicago. And I'm Danielle Noe from the Liturgy Training Publications, also from the Archdiocese. And I'm Timothy Johnston from St. Thomas the Apostle here in the Archdiocese. And we are here every fourth Wednesday of the month, um, breaking open the various elements and components and seasons and rites and rituals of our Catholic corporate communal liturgical life. Focus on the liturgy, that's exactly what we do. Danielle and Timothy, we were just talking right before we started the show that um, here in the, uh, in the uh, coming up on the third Sunday of Ordinary Time, that short period between Christmas and Lent, um, and it strikes us that uh, all over the world, um, parishes, in all the dioceses of this country, and, 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 and as I say, around the world, are, are, are in the final weeks, last month, of the catechumenate, the period of formation for those who will be baptized, confirmed, and receive the Eucharist, fully initiated into the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ at Easter. We're coming up uh, uh, to Lent. This is the, the home stretch for, for those who are in the RCIA, and that is the topic of our show today. Um, Danielle, that opening song, I Say Yes, My Lord. Yes, well, great yeah, intro, uh, right? So they started with that one. Uh, great the, intro. That is the essence of what the period of the catechumenate has been. This acknowledgement that um, there are individuals preparing to be received, to be fully initiated in the church. They are going through this process of conversion, of opening themselves to the presence of the Lord, and that they are saying yes. They are saying yes. <laughs> they to have God's said call. yes. And acknowledge that they are being elected, they are being named by God, and that's what they will be, um, that status, if you will, of catechumen is going to be changing when Lent comes at the rite of election, which will be celebrated in dioceses all across the world. In just a few weeks. Being elected by God, being chosen to be fully initiated, to be in full relationship with yep. our loving, merciful God. So that is our topic for today, the RCIA, or now we're going to use a lot of acronyms uh, between the three of us talking back and forth. So being mindful of our listeners, when we talk about the RCIA, what we're talking about is the right of Christian initiation of adults. Uh, it is a ministry in every parish. Um, it is uh, it is a, a, a process that every parish has uh, that is, is meant to lead the unbaptized to know, to love, to want to encounter, and to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. That, that is the, it, it is the process of initiation that the church uses. And Danielle and Timothy, you, all three of us have been involved in this ministry. Danielle, you were part of the RCIA as a baptized candidate, correct? I was, yeah. yes. And I clarify that though I was an uncatechized baptized candidate I 
had been baptized Catholic, but we, for a number of reasons, had not, I was not brought up in the church um, catechized. And so I went through the process as a candidate. RCIA is not for the catechized Catholic who just needs confirmation. Right, right. You know, you need to, you know, it is for primarily the process of initiation that's marked by the, the stages and rituals of the ritual process is primarily for the unbaptized and those who are baptized but have not been catechized. Right, right. Timothy. Or being received in from yeah. another Christian tradition. Yeah. Timothy, you've been involved in this ministry in a number of levels for for quite a while. It, I, I have to <laughs> say, I have to say, it, it, I, th- it is one of, I think it's one of the most profound and one of the most powerful ministries that any tr- that any parish can have. Hey, Tim. Yeah, I, I would agree. I started um, assisting with with initiation when I was in college, um, so it would have been back in 1998. Um, I've been in, involved in in this, as Todd said, you know, at diocesan level, at parish level, campus ministry, um, and, and certainly it is a very important ministry. And one of the things Danielle just noted, I think it's important um, just to emphasize or maybe highlight for our listeners, is in the current iteration of this, and we're going to talk more about this, but you'll notice in the title is Rite of Christian Initiation. And I think sometimes in our parishes, um, it, it is often seen as more of just, oh, this is the formation program. And I think it's very clear, or we need to be very clear as listeners, and even within our parish, that, and as Todd noted, this is a liturgical rite that spans over a period of time. Um, the whole process is liturgical that has catechetical components, if you will, that, that go along with that. But I think that speaks volumes to what the church sort of envisions then, not only for this rite, but for what formation looks like for all of us, um, even the baptized. Oh my God. And that, that we can't just sort of relegate this to the, the catechetical world, like liturgists, the parishioners, like everybody's involved in this process because it's about making disciples. Um, and, and, and that's what's so wonderful about this and, and really could be tremendously life-giving and renewing for a parish if it's implemented more fully um, or robustly. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, so uh, again, just for the listeners, this is the RCIA. It's a ministry within the church. Um, but uh, Timothy and, and Daniel, you both you both use this word, and, and let's let's break this open a little bit um, because it's as you said, Timothy. It's not someone coming and saying, "Oh, I want to be Catholic. Let me go to Catholic class." Where, where when, <laughs> when do you have your classes to be Catholic? That's not. That's not what we're talking about. That's not what the rite of Christian initiation is. Um, you both use the word process, so let's let's unpack that a bit. Um, so it, it is a process, and and Timothy, you you had that great the, the, the use that great adage that we always hear. It's a process, not a program, right? It, it, there, yeah. it, what do you what do we mean when we say that the the the, the initiation um, of people is a process? I think it's, yeah, so first we can look at the rite itself, um, which I don't have in front of me today. But the rite, when we look at the, what the, the instructions, if you will, the rubrics or the, the introduction to the rite that helps us know what we're supposed to do with it, it's very clear and it says that it is a gradual process that takes time. Those aren't the exact words, uh, but that's what it's getting Pretty darn close. At. And what it's meaning, what it means by this, I think, is, um, you know, anything in our life a program has a beginning and an end process takes time because we're learning as we sort of go, um, you know, through that and discernment as an example. So this way of praying and discerning and thinking and asking questions about where am I in life is, is part of this and how it gradually unfolds. And so the right really intends in some capacity that it takes as long as it takes, if you will. And so, you know, even Todd, what you said at the beginning of the, the, of the program today is I do want to remind listeners that while some catechumens will be moving on for the right of election, not all will be because some are in different stages in their discerning process. And so that's why it kind of takes as long as it takes. We don't start in October and end at Easter, you know, like we have, we have a new, we're actually going to be receiving a candidate 
um, into the catechumenate in a few weeks in my parish, for example, because she just has been doing inquiry the last few months with us. Um, you know, so and that's why it's kind of a process because we're incorporating them into the life of our Christian community um, at different levels. Um, I'm probably not explaining this very well, no, but I, it takes time. Yeah, it takes time, exactly. and they have to experience the life of the church over that time. You know, they experience the readings, they experience the liturgical seasons. Um, you know, I think about myself. I've been Catholic since I was born, right? Like I was baptized just a few weeks after I was born. And I'm 43, and I'm still in a process. I'm still learning. I'm still understanding what it means for me as a 43-year-old to be a disciple. Because hopefully I'm not the same disciple I was when I was 15 right. or even 8 right. um, in that sense. So that's, yeah. Yeah. Dan- Danielle, a- add anything to that. And, and actually, Michael, Michael in the, in the, uh, uh, the uh, uh, production booth, he's got, he's got a, uh, an image of the RCIA, this, if, if, which is, this, oh, nice. this, this is what we're talking about. Danielle, add to that. Yeah, well, that's the study edition on the on the screen rather than the original edition. But this is exactly what we're talking about. The um, you know the thing about uh, the process of conversion, you know, as Timothy said, it really caters to the individuality of the person, the needs of the person, their readiness. Everybody is developing their relationship with God at different levels, at different speeds. And I think what most parishes experience is what we would call the school year model. So the, if you will, the program, the classes start in September and then they're initiated at Easter and then there might be a couple sessions on mystagogy. But, you know, the, the ritual itself in the instructions, as, as Timothy noted, really emphasizes that this is ongoing. It's, it's not relegated to a particular period of time because the church really wants to recognize the different needs of those who are journeying um, to film film in it, initiation. So when those inquirers come to the church, that shouldn't be just set at a particular time. It should be ongoing. And when they're received into the church or, or accepted with the right of acceptance, you know, that doesn't have to be always, say, the third week in November every year. This is when the parish does it. But as that person is ready, that they want to move forward. And it's okay if they're not elected at Lent, if they need more time for their own personal discernment. I think the RCIA really emphasizes this um, aspect, of, uh, this theological aspect of, of, of our own um, participation in the church is that we're both persons and we're both community. So we do this in the presence of the community. We want to be part of this community that we're being in, in, initiated into, but we're also a person with individual needs that is then expressed in the right of the church. Right. Right. And so, yeah. you know, even just uh, we're coming up on our, our first break, but even just to kind of have that as a foundation just for the listeners. Right. What we're talking about, we're talking about a process of conversion. We're not talking about a program of learning what it means to be, you know, learning Catholicism. It's 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 conversion. Yeah. And then you go conversion to what to who it's conversion to the to Christ. That, that's what this is a process of. Yeah. And everybody's journey of conversion is different. And that's what you two have been talking about in terms of meeting them where they are. And uh, let's pick it up there when we come back from this first break. So stay with us. We're talking about the right of Christian initiation of adults here on Focus on the Liturgy. Learn to know and Receive the sign of the cross on your ears That you may hear the voice of the Lord Learn to know and follow Receive the sign of the cross on your eyes that you may see the glory of God. Learn to know and follow Him. I sign you with the sign of eternal life in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. 
Sunday, February 5th, for the Divine Affair, one of the premier wine tasting events in Chicago. Sample and purchase wines and craft beers from around the world. Attend a wine appreciation and beer tasting seminar while you enjoy gourmet hors d'oeuvres and fabulous desserts. A spectacular silent auction and raffle are included as well. All proceeds benefit Catholic Charities programs and services that have anyone in need throughout Cook and Lake Counties. Purchase your Divine Affair tickets online today at catholiccharities.net slash divine. Our thanks to Louis Glunz Wines and the Joseph Glunz family for their generous support of Divine Affair. I can't imagine myself going into any other school. Our school fosters growth by being a backbone to our family. My kids are incredibly well-rounded. I see a lot of kindness in them on a daily basis. One of the things I think Catholic schools do well is personalize the learning experience. You can hear joy in the classrooms. I feel that like I'm happy that I am in this kind of school. Our school communities provide students with academic excellence and character education in a supportive and stable learning environment. Come see for yourself. Visit artschicago.org slash findaschool. Do you have an old bicycle that's not being used? Consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Welcome back to Focus on the Liturgy. We are talking about the process of initiation into the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is a ministry of the church. It is commonly known as the RCIA, the Rite of Christian Initiation of Adults. And the music that you're hearing as we go uh, into and come back from break uh, is music that Danielle picked. Uh, Danielle, just talk a little bit about this music that they're, that the listeners are hearing uh, as, as we go sure. to breaks. Well, primarily I was picking music that either reflected conversion. So we opened with I Say Yes, My Lord. The, re the remainder of the music um, are pieces that are appropriate for particular rituals that are part of the process of initiation. So we went, when we went into break, we heard a chanted recording of the signing of the census, which is part of the rite of acceptance, when the sign of the cross is marked on the forehead, on the ears on the mouth so that the person will be imbued with Christ, what it means to be Christ, to be model their life on Christ and be accepted into this process of conversion. The song we heard when we um, 
came out of break um, was a piece that would be appropriately used for the dismissal of the catechumens. So once these people are accepted as catechumens, as part of the, the order of the, the, of the catechumenate, um, they are dismissed from, from the church, right, uh, after the homily, because there are prayers of the liturgy that are specific to the responsibility of the role of the baptized. So it's not that we are sending the unbaptized out because we don't want them there, but because we want them to reflect more deeply on the word, because when they are received into the church and baptized, then it's part of their responsibility to pray the creed, to right, offer right. their prayers for for the needs of the world, to participate in in the Eucharist. And Timothy, you're a musician, so and 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 you made a a good point before that first break. This what we're talking about is a process of conversion that is that is a liturgical rite of the church. That means that it happens within the celebration, through the celebration of rites and rituals, and part of all of our rites and rituals and liturgies is music. And so this music reflects those different points. So we, we said before the break that that the topic of our show today is, is all about a, a process of conversion. Uh, but you've both been talking about, you've both been using some terms of, of periods and, and celebration. So maybe let's just give a, a a general outline uh, of of what this liturgical rite, what this process of conversion looks like. It's it's made up of four formal periods, right? And and those, yeah, we, yeah, we start with um, the first period being uh, what we call the pre-catechumenate or pre-evangelization. Um, you know, where where they're really inquiring, they're coming, they're knocking at the church door, or they have a friend who they've asked, like, "Hey, I'm kind of interested in this." And, and it's there's no formal structure around this period of inquiry. It is an opportunity for them to ask questions, for them to get to know the community, to do a little discernment, but also, and as, as Todd and both Danielle noted, you know, this is that process of conversion, right? They're moving from unbelief to belief. And so in this inquiry period, they're getting to know who this Jesus is that they've been hearing about or experiencing um, through friends, family, or watching the Christian community live out their life. That's also how we evangelize. Right. This, and that can take as long as it takes. Yep. It might be a few months. It might be a year. It, you know, I've had inquires that kind of come on and off over the years. And eventually when they've just, when we've discerned readiness and they decide that this, they want to continue in the process and they want to make a more formal commitment is when we celebrate the rite of acceptance um, at that point. And again, that could be after a few months of inquiry. It could be after a few years, depending on who the person is and where their heart is and how they're engaging or not engaging. Yeah, this is this and, is all about where they they're just learning to explore, right? They, uh, I've, yeah. I've lived in this neighborhood for twenty five years, and I've always been impressed with St. Matthews and the people that go there. I want to know more about that, uh, right? It's 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 it, it, yeah. it literally is, and because you even use the term inquirer, that's that's what we call them at that point, right? They they because that's exactly what they they are inquiring yeah. about this. Jesus, about this faith, about this God. Um, and, and Danielle, Timothy just said, it lasts as long as it needs to last, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially with the unbaptized, and as Timothy pointed out, they're coming to know who is this Jesus. You know, they, they, they may not know exactly, I mean, they know who he is, but they don't know the scripture accounts. They don't really know what it means to be a Christian, they don't know what it means to be a Catholic. So they come, they're confused and they, they, they're looking for something. They're longing for something deeper. And it's the work of the Holy Spirit. Yes, That's exactly. Prompting. Yes. Who knows what might prompt a person to come mm -hmm. to your parish and to say, tell, yeah. tell me more about what you believe. That's exactly why I went through it was invitation. You wow. know, I was friends um, small town. It was primarily a Protestant town, but I was friends with a few Catholics and they kept going to this youth group. And I wanted to, I wanted to know more about it. I wanted to be, I wanted to be part of something bigger. Oh my. And from my own family experience, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a mutt. I'm a typical American. I'm, I'm Polish. I'm, I'm Irish, German, Welsh, Scottish, you know, my, my grandmother was a hundred percent Polish, but when she married an Irishman, you know, she lost a lot of those traditions. So I didn't have a lot of the cultural traditions growing up, but there was something about me that was longing for some kind of ritual 
some kind of stability, this foundation. And as a, a 17 year old girl, I couldn't name that. Right. So now, you know, looking back, I can easily that was the say spirit. That, that's what I was longing for. That was the spirit. My mom was Catholic growing up. You know, everything that she taught me was imbued with the Catholic spirit. I didn't realize that at the time. So when I when I started going by invitation and, and it was the liturgy that drew me in to want to be be part of this, that I was enamored with this ritual that meant something. And even as a 17 year old uncatechized person, something inside me knew that yeah. something inside me resonated with that so so this first so so this this searching this first this is the first formal period as we're talking it's very informal it's just meeting people where they are as the holy spirit prompts them and then uh, at, at some point though they're going to make a decision of i want to know christ more and and then timothy you know you noted that when it comes to that point whenever that is right it's going to be different for different people then they make a formal step, and that is the ver- that that is the, that's what we were talking about—the rites of the church. That is the rite yeah. of uh, acceptance, right? Uh, it, it's a it's a formal rite of the church. It marks their movement into a into a brand new period. But talk, let's the two of you, but in these last two minutes before our next break, talk about the rite of acceptance really, really quickly. Yeah, I mean, in, in this right, you know, very quickly, it, it's it's really where they have come forward because yes, they they are now ready to make this more formal commitment, and the community welcomes or receives them um, and and embraces them, if you will. And and as Danielle noted earlier, you know, they're signed with the cross um, on their forehead. It, optionally, it could be done on the other senses as a way of marking the journey they're on about. You are becoming a disciple, one who carries the cross. But we also ask that the that the Lord Jesus be with you on this journey, to help you in learning and in working and doing what you do. Because this, uh, this the period you're going to enter into, this catechumenate, um, demands a lot um, in a, in a sense um, because of formation, the discipleship training, if you will. Yeah. So when you celebrate acceptance, you become a member of the order of catechumens. So like we are members of the baptized, order of the baptized, right? At the moment, because yep. we're baptized. They, because they're not baptized, they but they have a status within the church. There's there there's an order. Like we used to have an order of penitents. We don't do that anymore, um, sadly. To we my, used to have an to order my, of widows. I would love that. There used to be an order of widows. <laughs> An order of widows, exactly. Um, Saint uh, Saint Paula was was one of, of, of those back in the day, right? Um, yeah. So so it it is a formal step. You're making a more um, intentional commitment, but you also are now more connected to the church. You have right to Christian burial. You have right uh, to certain things because of the order of catechumen. Whereas inquirers did not. Yep, and they and then and then they move into uh, the the second formal period, and that's let's yeah. pick let's pick it up there when we come back uh, from this break. We'll be right back with more focus on the liturgy. We're talking about the process of conversion in the rite of Christian initiation of adults.
are hiring. Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Chicago is looking for mission-driven individuals who want to help make a positive difference in the lives of people in need throughout Cook and Lake Counties. Be part of a diverse, talented team of professionals in the largest human services organization in the Midwest. We are dedicated to helping people chart a more stable, happier future for themselves, and we accompany anyone in need, regardless of faith, gender, race, or ethnicity. Competitive salaries and generous benefits add to the satisfaction you'll have every day, knowing that you're helping us amplify our impact in Chicago. To see our list of employment opportunities, visit catholiccharities.net. I am a seminarian. The church needs compassionate and well-trained priests to help guide each of us through life. What inspires me, what draws me always to the priesthood is continue to see priests be a beacon of hope for other people. You can play a part in the education of these young men as they prepare for a life of service to others. I want to be that beacon of hope too, and it's, it sets my heart on fire. To support our seminarians, make your gift at archchicago.org slash seminarianfund or call 312-534-7959. The cemetery ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Welcome back to Focus on the Liturgy. If you are joining us in this second half hour, I'm Todd Williamson from the Office for Divine Worship. And I'm Danielle Noe from Liturgy Training Publications. And I'm Timothy Johnston from St. Thomas the Apostle. And we are talking about the order of Christian initiation, the rite of Christian initiation, the process of conversion by which a person comes to know Jesus Christ and seeks to be initiated into his Paschal mystery. Uh, it's a formal process in the Church, and uh, in that that uh, last segment we were just starting to talk about the four periods of this process and the major rituals, the major liturgies that move these people who have been journeying in our parishes for the last number of months, the last number of years maybe, that the the formal rites that move these people from one period to the other. Danielle, you were going to say something about the rite of acceptance, which, which marks the formal movement into the period of formation. Yeah, well, Timothy mentioned how the rite of acceptance is really the church accepting these unbaptized into this process. But one of the cool things about the rite, I think, that symbolically reflects that is, well, first of all, the the uh, many most of the parts of the rite of acceptance starts in the introductory rites at Mass and actually replaces what the normal order of the introductory rites that we would normally experience, but they begin at the door of the church, yeah. which is such a cool 
you know, aspect of this, that here, here are these people gathered at the doors. We want to be part of you. We want to be accepted. And we want to enter into this process, enter into this community. And here is the church greeting you, welcoming you, being this minister of hospitality, being this extension of the hands and voice of Christ of saying, yes, come in. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and it, so for our listeners, if you're unfamiliar with it, check with your parish, find out when they're celebrating the right of acceptance. Um, because it, 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 it really is, it really is a communal um, experience, right? Um, and so once they do this, they enter the, as we said, the second stage in this process. And this is the, this is kind of the, the formal official period of formation. This is, this is when they learn what does it mean to follow this Christ? This is where they learn what does it mean to live as a Christian? This is where they learn what does it mean to, uh, to, 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 to fall in love with Jesus and his church? Um, what, what does it mean to be Catholic? Uh, and and it is so it is the it is it is formation but Timothy you made note I think at the very beginning we, we talk about it as formation not as education because formation formation takes on um, all these different uh, there are different aspects to formation and officially in this second period of initiation of conversion in this second period it's called the catechumenate that's the name of the period because they are catechumens. They have been accepted into the order of catechumens. That is those who are in the process of conversion. Um, that formation happens in four main ways. So Danielle and Timothy, let's talk about those four main ways that that this formation in the life of Christ happens. Well, if you have a copy of the RCIA handy, you want to turn to paragraph 75. Oh my goodness, talk about a class. If you know anything about the RCIA at all, this is the paragraph you need to learn. Because this is, it, it not only is a outline for how the period of the catechumenate should take place, but it is an outline for who the church is, what we're supposed to be. This is so important that the church says this paragraph is the vision for how all adult catechesis should take place in your parish. Yep. So, it, and it clearly notes, as Todd says, these four points. Um, so the catechesis, of course, is given at, during this That's time. That's the first. But it is to be accommodated by the liturgical year. That's pretty profound that we have talked about on so many occasions around what do we order our life yep. christ how do we order our life around christ with the liturgical year one of the main ways that parishes do do this is through lectionary based catechesis but lectionary based catechesis isn't called for in the right but it's a that it's liturgically based catechesis it's catechesis yeah. that's accommodated to the liturgical year what easy way to do that they're supposed to be being coming imbued with the message of the word of god so the word that you hear at sunday mass and the word that's proclaimed in in other uh, rites throughout this period right so yes. so catechesis is the first timothy the second uh, the second is, uh, oh gosh, it, I don't have it in front of me. It's community, it's community right? Yep, community. community. Um, I do know this, I promise. Um, <laughs> yes, of course you do. <laughs> but it, it, yeah, like living living in the midst of the community, you know, again, part of the process is, is learning how to be, as Danielle and Todd have both said, learning to be within this. So the formation happens in the midst of the community, in the life of the daily or the daily life of the community, their service, the things that they're that are happening already. We tell our stories of how we came to know Christ. We share the good news um, in in the ways that we break open the Word. Um, and, and I'm going to slight. Well, we'll come back to this with with the next one a little bit. But the liturgical rites that that fall in this period are also communal or can be communal, whether they're celebrated during the Sunday Mass. So those. Um, anointings or things like that, but we'll come to that in a minute. Um, or uh, those dismissals, those are part of our Sunday Mass. Like we send them out to break open the Word, but the community sends them in a prayerful manner. It isn't just, oh, we're adding this into the liturgy, so I sit there and wait until that part's over. 
but I'm conscious of my role as a member of the body of Christ to pray for and to accompany these folks um, who are joining into this uh, community. It's where they learn how it's, I've shared this on the show before. Like when I was a religious, when I entered into the novitiate, and I, I like this example because I think it makes sense to folks. The abbot asked me, do you want to try this way of life? Or are you willing to try this way of life? And I had a probation period, if you will, to try this way of life. That's sort of what the catechumen is doing, trying this way of life, figuring out who these people are, learning the customs, learning the the, the beliefs, the practices. And and then that's so that, yeah, I'll leave it at that. It's, but that's kind of what we're the, doing. It's the community forming them. Yeah. Go ahead. And, and that's, the, that's the essence of catechesis. You know, when we use the word catechesis, a, a lot of people think, oh, okay, it's time for instruction. You know, I'm going to, as a catechumen, I'm going to sit in a classroom and sit passively and absorb all of this information that a teacher is giving, right? But that's not what we mean. Yes, you're going to learn do- doctrines and dogmas and, and ways of the church, but primarily we are absorbing everything from the Christian community who's modeling what it means to be Catholic. Yeah. And we do that by by hearing the word of God, by participating in the, those liturgical rites. It's a very, I think, you know, the Constitution on the Sacred Liturgy talks about participation in the liturgy as being both internal and external. But this is also the process of con- conversion is there's an external and an internal component yeah. that it's participatory. It's full conscious and active participation in how we are being thrown into this community we need to to be part of things uh you know 75.4 the fourth part of it is about being part of the apostolic life being witnesses to this and what does that mean so it means how do we be christian what is this what is this christian life all about and we learn that because other people are modeling it for us you want to you want to know what it likes you want to know what it means to be Catholic? Live with Catholics. You want to yeah. how how do we serve as you want you want to learn how to serve? Serve with Catholics. You want to know how to pray? Pray with Catholics. You want to yeah. know you're right. That's 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 what it means with that yeah. communal life. It's, and it, all of it catechesis, uh, community. Danielle, you mentioned it. Apostolic life, and then the fourth main element in their formation during this period is liturgy. It's the liturgical <laughs> life of the church. And we've said this on the show almost every every month. The liturgy shapes us. The liturgy of the church molds us. The liturgy of the church teaches us what it means to be Catholic. The liturgy of the church I- imbues us with the beliefs <laughs> of the church, the faith of the church, right? Pope Francis has stolen my my caveat of teaching, <laughs> and he always he has said the liturgy is our first catechism, and that is absolutely true. If it is the source and summit of who we are, it teaches us, it molds us, it shapes us. And you know, we've spent the last several months on the show talking about his document Desiderio Desideravi on the importance of liturgical catechesis and formation. Yes. You know, look to the catechumenate parishes. Ask yourself the question: Are we as a parish? who we think we should be as a Catholic. Are we witnessing to the gospel authentically and fully so that when we are receiving people in, they get it. Yeah. And they're, and they're formed and they are formed by us. And we've said this before too. So these people yeah. are in the midst of, uh, they're in the, the process of conversion. They're in the midst of your parish community and even to the listeners and to the three of us, that community is going to shape them and mold them. You, it, 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 you can't, it cannot, it, it, that can't not happen. The question is, will it shape them and mold them well, or will your community shape them and mold them as Catholics poorly? Because the community life, the catechesis, the liturgy, the form, that it's going to form them and shape them whether we want it to or not. The question is, will it be well or not? And when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about then the next major rite that uh, that they will experience in just a month. Stay with us for more Focus on the Liturgy. Catholic Charities invites you to First Look for Charity. 
an extraordinary black tie evening at McCormick Place on Friday, February 10th. Enjoy an elegant private reception and be among the first to explore the latest in automotive innovation at the Chicago Auto Show. Your ticket also gives you the chance to win either a 2023 Honda CRV or a 2023 Subaru Crosstech. As you register, please select Catholic Charities so a portion of your ticket purchase benefits those we serve. Join us at First Look for Charity on Friday, February 10th. Visit catholiccharities.net to get your tickets today. I feel special. <laughs> I feel great. I got good grades. We've seen a huge surge in our kids now meeting or exceeding grade level. Come check us out. You may have never thought we were an option before. Our school communities provide students with academic excellence and character education in a supportive and stable learning environment. Come see for yourself. Visit artschicago.org slash findaschool. Did you know that Catholic Charities accepts car donations? If you're ready to free up space in your garage and put a stop to all those expenses that go along with owning a car, we will gratefully accept your donation, whether the car is running or not. You choose a pickup time that is convenient for you, and we will make the donation as easy as possible, free of charge. You'll receive a charitable donation receipt as well. We accept all types of vehicles nationwide, and you will know that your donation is made to Catholic Charities, an agency you can trust. To learn more about donating your car, call 877-786-4483. That's 877-786-4483. Thank you. Welcome back to this final segment of this month's Focus on the Liturgy. We're talking about the process of initiation that every parish has as a ministry, the rite of Christian initiation of adults. It's a process that is made up of four formal periods, and each of those periods is separated by a major rite that your parish celebrates. And Danielle and Timothy, we, were, we just talked about the period of the catechumenate. That's the formal period of formation, where they're taught, shaped, molded by the catechesis of the community of your parish, the communal life of your parish, the liturgical life of your parish, and the life of service of your parish. And then when they are ready, when they have been formed as Catholics, when they have been formed in the Christian way of life, when they have been shaped into uh, disciples, then the church discerns that they are ready for initiation at Easter and the next major rite is celebrated. And Danielle, you made mention of it before that break. Um, we were going, when we go from the period of the catechumenate into, um, the period of purification and enlightenment, the parish is going to uh, celebrate the rite of sending the catechumens for the rite of election. And the rite of election occurs at the diocesan level in the mother church, the cathedral, that all of those in the diocese who are now ready, that the parish is discerned, they are ready to make the final steps initiation they have been elected that the church acknowledges they are elected by god and elected and so meaning chosen church, elected meaning chosen not uh you know voted on <laughs> right exactly right, that right. is an important point to know that this is god naming you i have called you by name you are mine yeah right uh, danielle 
Yes. Can I just, uh, I, because we've been noting this, I think it's uh, good to also note here again or just emphasize that not everyone in the catechumen is going to move at the same time, right? right? So some people might be a little bit longer. You don't necessarily move as a class. Right. So this, because what you, you named, like discerning readiness, yep. we move when we're ready. We move when so the, we move when the spirit moves us, right? We move when, we move according to the according to the, the the life of the spirit. But at some point, they will be discerned to be ready, yeah. and so and so this final this 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 final period before initiation actually coincides with Lent, and so mm-hmm. the, the, they they are doing what the rest of us should be doing. They are doing what the, the what the baptized should be doing during Lent. They are more intently preparing for uh, their their initiation at Easter, and so it's more spiritual. It's more reflective. It's it's more it's more recollection for them, uh, and it, it, as as Lent should be for all of us, right? Uh, and, yeah, exactly. And yeah. all of it we is call the final retreat of the church, right? Yeah, the retreat of the church, exactly. It's yeah. like their final retreat before. They die in the waters of the font, are raised up a new creation in image of Christ, anointed with the fullness of the Spirit, and then brought to the table. And all of that happens when? At the Easter, Easter vigil. vigil. Yeah, Holy Saturday night, the Easter vigil. So even for the listeners, the, we're, we, we, are a, we, are, we are just a month away from Lent, at, which will mark their final period before they are initiated at the Easter vigil. And of course, for those who are in the process of conversion, the prime time for their full initiation into Jesus Christ is the vigil. Mm-hmm. Um, where we celebrate the awful, all of the sacraments of baptism, confirmation, and Eucharist. And note the order of that. Yes. That is the ancient order of the sacraments <laughs> of initiation. Uh, I wish we still did that with everybody, um, but they will receive all three. Um, Eucharist being the culmination of it all, initiation, Um, and then that moves them into the final period, which is called mystagogy. And then, you know, ritually for the catechumens, we define it as taking place from Easter to Pentecost, but really, mystagogy is a life going process. All the baptized are in this period of mystagogy, which means to reflect on the mysteries, reflect on what we've celebrated. So for the newly baptized who are now neophytes, they reflect on the sacraments of initiation, what they've experienced. They take part in Sunday Mass. That's the primary ritual. Right, of doing this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Timothy, the right calls it post-baptismal catechesis. We're all in post-baptismal catechesis, aren't we? Yeah, I, as Daniel just said, like we're we're all every time we celebrate Sunday Eucharist, every time we're at a baptism, every, every time we're at a funeral liturgy or a wedding, we have an opportunity not only to fully participate, but we we step back from those experiences that continue to enrich our lives, and we break them open. We reflect on what is God calling me to this community to in, in that celebration. How does the Eucharist continually week after week affect my life? Shape us, How and mold us, witness, and form us. Yeah, like how does witnessing an infant baptism at, during the Sunday Mass remind me of my own baptismal call oh my. and my living out? But it should do that not just for me, but for the whole assembly, which is why we have to celebrate liturgy with, with beauty and intention so that it, the, the signs and the symbols of the liturgy can break, help us break into uh, that mystery. And it's the mystery. The mystery is the very life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's, it's not, the Paschal it's mystery. Not <laughs> it's the Paschal mystery, right? And so, yeah, like this this period of mystagogy, especially right after initiation for the neophytes, the, the newly baptized, those new plants, if you will, like we have to tend to them, we have to water them um, in a sense. So we, like in the early church, like we, we know that there were mystagogical homilies by Ambrose and Chrysostom, like all these folks who um, what they did was they would break open what did you experience as the waters were being poured over you or as you were being dunked into the water. It's not just like an explanation of like, like, well, this is what happened in your baptism. It is really trying to unpack what what you heard, what you smelled, what you experienced. And the catechist or the mystagogue at that point is trying to make the connection about how this, how your experience and, and uh, how it experienced, 
how it connects to the bigger tradition. What, what truth Helping, does it point us to? It's it, it's uh, what exactly. It's thank you. It's connecting our experience with the truths we profess to hold about God, yes. about Christ, about the church, truths that we hold about the Christian life, truths that we hold, yes. uh, but it's connecting it to our experience of it, right? Yes, and that, I'm glad you said mysteries. it that way. We should be allowing the whole Christian community yeah. too, to keep going with this process of reflection of, you know, what does Sunday Mass reveal to you? How does this experience change you and shape you? And really, that's what you know, the period of the catechumenate and catechesis and learning the ways of the church is actually leading the person to is to be able to come to this understanding in heart and mind and action of how to articulate the faith, how to live it out, yeah. how to talk about yeah. it. Yeah. How to live it out, how to how to make this life of Christ your your own, right? Yeah. And one one thing is, as we've been talking that, and, and I just quickly want to maybe mention this because I don't want us to forget, we've talked about the role of the community, right? Sort of as this bigger piece, and we can break that open a lot more. But I don't want us to lose sight either as listeners, as, as the role of the sponsor and the godparent in these processes, that they have a key role of, of walking and accompanying like the sponsors during the catechumen, as Danielle said, like, you know, they're helping answer questions. They're accompanying. They're the they're a very direct contact. But then in mystagogy, the godparent plays a very significant role in the midst of that right. community, where they help continue to break open that mystery. They continue to share their experience and their life story about who is this Christ. Yeah. Because just because they were in the waters of baptism at the vigil doesn't mean they're finished. Right? It's not. <laughs> we're a never product. finished. We are never it's finished. Just the beginning. <laughs> yeah. We are never finished in our Christian life. We only have a few minutes left. Uh, but uh, both Danielle and Timothy, because you you, you both have such, uh, we all do. Uh, but LTP, the own our, 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 the Archdiocesan Agency, Liturgy Training Publications, has a wealth of materials connected to the RCIA, connected to the rite of Christian initiation of adults, the process of uh, conversion that we've been talking about. So LTP.org, make sure that our listeners, uh, if you're more interested in more, to go there. I, we, we have way more that we could talk about here, uh, but we're at the end of the show. Timothy and uh, Danielle, thanks so much. We'll be back next month, fourth Wednesday of the month, for more focus on the liturgy until then deliver them god bless everyone deliver them from indifference and selfishness deliver them from escape and addiction deliver them from greed and jealousy Deliver them from vanity and pride, Kyrie eleison. Deliver them from anger and hatred, Kyrie eleison. Deliver them from the idolatry of power, Kyrie eleison. Christe eleison. In a world unsafe for the stranger, Christe eleison. In a world unsafe for the unborn, Christe eleison. In a world unsafe for children, Christe eleison. In a world unsafe for the aged, Christe eleison. In a world unsafe for those who make peace, Christe eleison. In a world unsafe for the weak and poor, Christe eleison. When your church is paralyzed by shame, Christe eleison. When your church rejects and excludes, Christe eleison. When your church gives scandal and does harm, Christe eleison. Christe